Hello everyone, this is BPI Trade and you are listening to Traders Takedown, a podcast that tackles the latest news and updates in the Philippine stock market. Hosted by market experts from the research and sales team who will help transform complex market stories into easy-to-understand investment ideas. So tune in and allow us to help you cut through the noise and make well-informed investment decisions anytime, anywhere. Good day everyone and welcome to BPI Trade Podcast. This is Eduardo Sinto, trader from BPI Securities. And today we'll be talking all about oil and inflation and how it has impacted the market. Just recently, oil prices have increased tremendously, especially gas and diesel prices here locally. And of course, this is due to the rise of global world oil prices. And lately, the rise in oil prices, as well as your commodities, has impacted inflation. And in other countries, we're already seeing high inflation and possibly inflation would also rise during for this month, which will be reported next month. So with me today, we have Angelo Torres. He's the head of research for BPI Securities. Hello, Angelo. Hi, Jody. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. I hope you're all doing well. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us for this podcast. I'll be talking about the impact of higher oil prices as well as the inflationary impact on Philippine stocks and which sectors are hit, which sectors are quite resilient to it. And then I'll let Jody again finish the podcast by some other remarks about commodity prices that we're seeing. Thank you, Jodes. Thank you very much, Jello. Let's begin. I'd just like to give a brief background on oil prices and the price movement as well and where they are today. Okay. Oil prices started moving up around late December of 2021. And they crept up all the way until $90 per barrel. This is due to the fact of we've been seeing a lot of supply constraints out in the market. And due to the reopening of the economy, we've seen an increased demand as well globally on the crude oil. And unfortunately, supply hasn't really caught up with the rise in demand. Therefore, you've been seeing a gradual increase in price. And OPEC as well did not increase their oil output just so that they could maintain the prices of oil right at around the 70 to 80 dollars per barrel during that time. But unfortunately, due to the outbreak of the Ukraine Russian war, we did see a shock move in oil prices, which in the past two weeks it had risen above the 100 dollars per barrel range. It had peaked at around $130 per barrel. And so far, the past week, we've seen a correction and it had dropped to the low of around $103 per barrel. So right now, the price of oil has been ranging at around $130 to around $110 per barrel. But due to the fact of this big increase in oil, this has really brought about lots of concerns about inflation and about global inflation as well. As we all know, the countries involved, especially Russia, is a major oil supplier and a lot of sanctions have been imposed. Investors are pricing in the effects of a shortage of oil globally. That's the reason why oil has been moving higher. Possibly as long as the war continues, we may see oil maintained at this current level at elevated prices. And this will certainly affect inflation 
take note that the Philippines is a major oil importer. This will certainly uh, have impact on our Philippine inflation now moving forward. Let's take a look briefly at how oil prices and the risk of inflation has affected our market so far. So on the onset of the war in Ukraine, the market had dropped initially to around 7.2 level, after which it rallied somewhat. But in the past week, we've seen around an 8% drop in prices in the PSEI, which has led to where we are today. We're at around 6.816 as of close. So that's around an 8% drop from the onset of the news about the war in Eastern Europe. The markets has obviously reacted negatively with this concern about the rising inflation and the possible impacts it will have on the economy moving forward, which Jello will explain further later. But as you can see, the market has tanked and a lot of investors have accelerated in their selling, which has led to a fallout in the market. We may continue to see a risk of sentiment to continue due to the fact that there are a lot of uncertainties still out there and we're not sure how much oil prices may end up. Further escalation in oil prices may further drive fear and concern over the possibility of a slower growth and maybe a recession. So that's why a lot of investors have been risking into their positions and selling off the stock market. Let's take a look at how oil prices and inflation will affect our economy moving forward. Yeah, so I'd like to ask Jello about this. So Jello, does oil really have a major impact on our inflation figures for the Philippines? Yeah, thanks, Jody. Definitely this negative for the Philippines, given that we are not an oil-producing country, import oil. And with oil prices coming up, then there is a corresponding inflationary impact. For instance, in the Feb 2022 CPI inflation reading, we note that housing and utilities accounted for about a third of CPI inflation growth for that month. And this is really due to higher energy prices. Transportation also accounted for 27% of the CPI inflation growth for that month. And this is clearly also due to the rise in oil prices in the world market. If we note Feb 2021, that was about a year ago, housing and utilities accounted for just 2% of CPI inflation growth, while transportation accounted for just 17%. So last year, uh, the CPI inflation was really driven by higher meat prices and food prices in general. And for this year, it's really housing and utilities and transportation driving the CPI trend while food inflation has eased a bit uh, due to the high base last year. But it's very much possible also that food inflation increases or accelerates because of higher commodity prices in the world market and affects volatility. And, you know, we import rice, we import a lot of items as well. And if the cost of transporting those items become higher or more expensive because of the rise in oil prices, then definitely there could be a corresponding impact also on food prices. So there is a knock-on effect on almost everything. The high oil prices that we are seeing, oil prices are up 40% in the world market. Coal prices have more than doubled. And with the, and it's highly correlated to oil prices as well. And with the Philippine energy mix at 60% coal and not gas, which is also benchmarked, the rising commodity prices at 20%. And oil at 2%, so that's 82% of the Philippine energy mix is really dependent on commodity prices. And with everything going up, there is a corresponding increase in inflation for housing and utilities, as we have seen. And then on the sectors, definitely the 
most exposed sector in the near term is really consumer, consumer manufacturers to be exact. This is because we need to import raw materials for production. Essentially, they import wheat, they import coffee. Thank you, Jello, for that. How do you think will be the sensitivity of inflation in relation to our economic growth or the impact on GDP? Okay, yeah, thanks, Jodes. So on a base case, our economists, they were previously looking at a WTI averaging at $75 per barrel for this year and with the corresponding GDP growth, real GDP growth of 7.3% and CPI inflation at 3.8%. However, with the way commodity prices and oil are trading nowadays, they have made some sensitivities. If WTI averages at $100 per barrel, then corresponding GDP growth would likely be at about 5.7% and inflation at 4.6%. And if WTI oil increases even further, averaging at $115 per barrel for this year, their GDP forecast now stands at 4.6% and inflation at 5.2%. So you would notice that CPI inflation forecasts will both be above ESP's long-term target range of 2 to 4%, primarily due to sharp rise in WTI oil oil benchmark prices in the world market. So definitely, higher oil prices would have a corresponding adverse impact on the economy, both via slower GDP and rising inflation. Yes, thank you, Jello, for that. So now looking at the sectors in the market, maybe you can talk a little more about what sectors would be adversely affected by the rising inflation, as well as these sectors that would benefit also from higher inflation. Thank you. Thank you, Jones. So across the Philippine equity market, we have identified that it's really the consumer manufacturers or the consumer F&B producers that are one of the most exposed sectors to rising commodity prices, primarily because of their need to import raw materials for their daily production. While they are able to eventually pass on higher commodity costs or incremental commodity costs to consumers via average selling price increases, we think that they may have to do this gradually, essentially to avoid sticker shocks or demand shock, meaning there is a sudden decline or a sharp decline in consumption or demand for that particular product because of a drastic increase in the selling price. Plus, of course, the ongoing geopolitical tensions overseas will may keep overall input costs elevated in the near term. So we think that consumer manufacturers, and they have corrected in the last few weeks, are really exposed to this via two things. Number one, margin compression because of higher input costs, FX volatility. And number two, they could also see a corresponding decline in their volumes because uh, some consumers may have to tighten their belts and hence consume less. Previously, before, maybe some families, they were buying a lot of food items in the grocery. Now maybe they will cut down on some items, maybe not buy some condiments. Instead of buying three and good products there, they'll go with one or two first for now. So those are the trends that could happen and that could impact volumes. Yep. Thank you, Jello. So it seems like the risks out there are really more pronounced and a lot of investors are already trying to price in the effects on the economy. And we still have to wait and see whether or not on how the central bank would react to this. 
given that they said that they would keep interest rates low and possibly just raise rates by the second half of the year, although due to the fact that oil prices have already increased. In your opinion, Jello, do you think the BSP may raise rates sooner than expected? I think they would do it after the elections, although we all know that you know inflation is on the rise, pump prices are increasing a lot every day or every week. But our view is that they would keep interest rates slow at the moment, and then it's only in the second half that they will increase policy rates. Yeah, okay. So thank you, Jello, for that. Given the multiple headwinds and factors that have so far driven the market, do you think there would be a downgrade on your targets for the index and particularly also for different stocks for this year? Yes, maybe to answer that, let's give some context first to the listeners. At the start of the year, we were looking at 8,600 and 2022 for the index. And this is primarily because of the unprecedented economic reopening momentum that we are seeing. Essentially, the, the, the TCOMP or the PSEI, 75% of market cap would be from the cyclical names, bank, property, and their parent conglomerates, and all of which are beneficiaries of lower mobility curves and economic reopening momentum. So we were quite positive on the outlook for Philippine equities, primarily because of this, and earnings growth will be driven by three sectors, banks, property, and conglomerates. However, with the dramatic and sharp price and input prices, which I believe caught everyone off guard, there is scope to cut our PCOM or PSEI target, but we don't have that actual number yet. We are still reviewing, but definitely there is negative impact on earnings for this year, especially for the consumer names. And if the GDP growth trends do decelerate, then there's further scope to cut the earnings growth projections for the cyclical sectors. But for now, the answer is yes, there's scope to downgrade or lower our ESEI target. But we will provide the number soon in a formal report. Yeah. Thank you for that, Jello. Yeah, so I guess now while the market is moving down, I guess people may want to look for value plays out there. Mm-hmm. And again, there's still a lot of uncertainty. It would also be a little prudent to be a little bit more patient in timing the market and possibly wait out the events to finish off. There may also be some exhaustion selling out there. So it may be also a good opportunity for investors to really pick up shares that have been sold off aggressively. But we really have to wait out for prices to stabilize first and the pessimism or the bearishness in the market to finish off. And then possibly we may see a bounce in the market in the future. But in the short to near term, we still may see continued selling in the market as the trend had already changed downward in the past two weeks. Okay, Jello. So regarding your GDP sensitivity, how certain is that point and how fluid is it? Yeah, definitely, George, it's very, very fluid because we don't know what will happen tomorrow. Very much possible that, you know, the, the war escalates further. And if that happens, then oil prices will have to increase as well in the world market. So very, very fluid. The sensitivities I mentioned earlier is really based on, again, per barrel or $115 per barrel average for this year for WTI. But 
if it does go beyond that, then definitely there is scope for GDP to decelerate further or to be decreased from the base case or central scenario and inflation to go higher. What was in effect before it lasted. So very, very fluid. And we are watching things very, very closely. And the moment uh, things subside, we think that input prices, commodity prices in general, would also see a corresponding uh, reduction or decline. And if that happens, then we think that the Philippine stock market would benefit significantly. Okay, so thank you very much, Jello, for all your insights. And that's all we have for today. So I hope you enjoyed our podcast for today. In behalf of Angela Torres, uh, this is Edward Jacinto. Thank you very much and have a pleasant day ahead. Thank you, everyone. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the podcast creators, hosts, and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policies and position of BPI Securities Corporation or its other employees. Any content provided does not intend to malign any group, individual, or anything. This podcast episode is purely for informational purposes only and shall not be construed as a solicitation to buy or sell any securities, futures, options, and or other financial instruments. To participate in any particular trading strategy or to provide any investment advice or service. Any recommendation herein does not pertain to any specific investment objective, financial situation, or any particular need of the listeners.